0: We are continuing in the wisdom section of the Bible, and we're going to return back to Proverbs today after looking at a wisdom psalm last week. And three weeks ago when we started this series, I asked you if you wanted to make wise decisions, if you wanted to make wise choices in your life. And the consensus seemed to be that you wanted to, that it was your desire to to make wise choices, wise decisions in your life and and that the outcomes and consequences related to that would be the best thing for life and and when when that became the consensus then I asked you well then where do you if you want to make a wise decision where do you get your wisdom from the wisdom to inform those wise decisions where's it coming from and we came to the conclusion that the best place to start would be in God's Word to find that wisdom Today we're going to kind of go a little further in in this idea of making wise decisions and wise choices as it relates to parenting. To make wise and good parental decisions and choices. So the question comes back around in this way, if you want to be a wise parent, where do you get your wisdom from? Where do you get it from? You get it from modern family? Is that, is that where you gain your wisdom, and that's what informs the choices and decisions you're going to make about parenting? I understand there's another, uh, there's a new series coming out on ABC Family this week called Baby Daddy. And I'm sure it will be full of wisdom uh, for, for, for how you can be a, a good parent and a good father. Um, I kind of like the wisdom that comes from some of the, the TV uh, resources that we have over the years. I mean, I gleaned some wisdom from... From Cliff Huxtable, and uh, from Steve Douglas. I'm reaching way back there. We know who that is. Da, 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 da. Uh-huh. My three sons, and of course, best dad of all time, at least the best single dad of all time, Andy Griffith. Real, real, real good dad. You watch that, and and then and then a lot of wisdom from one of America's greatest father role models, Archie Bunker. A lot of, <laughs> a lot of uh, good stuff there. It's a, it is a tough thing in some ways, uh, it, at least I feel this way, for somebody like me to get up here today and to preach a sermon and, and try to lead people on, in parenting. Because I, I do not in any way consider myself a parenting expert. I will be writing no books on parenting. You will You will not see that. Pastor Jeffrey will not be trying to to sell you a book next week that I've published on parenting and it's sometimes I think maybe I've shied away from it a little too much um, but I was inspired several weeks ago when we attended uh, church with uh, our daughter Jana and her husband Zach at their church right outside of Columbus Ohio I was inspired by their pastor Tim Moore as uh, he spoke about parenting and, and uh, he challenged me as a as a father and um, and as a pastor, that uh, we need to talk about this. We need to look at what God's Word has to say about wise parenting. I will say this. I do want to pull out before we kind of go to the, the main text. There is a, a great verse that I found that's become uh, new for me. This is my first Father's Day uh, to experience this verse f- um, in, in a new way. And it's uh, Proverbs seventeen six, which says, grandchildren are the crowning glory of the aged and I'm if, if being uh, if it requires you to be aged to have a grandchild then today I'm honored to be of the aged because being a grand a grandpa being PJ Papa Jeffrey is is just the most wonderful thing in the world right now it's it's amazing I've said it before uh, when little Ava who's six months old now, going on seven. When, when, she, when she looks at me and gives me that smile, I mean, it's just over. If, if she could talk right now and ask for something, it, there would be no, there'd be no end to what I do. We'd take out a second mortgage, I imagine, right now, if I had to, uh, anything anything that little girl wanted. It's, um, it also says, the second half of that verse, parents are the pride of their children. And uh, hopefully... That is the case today as we experience Father's Day together. I want to give you four principles uh, from Proverbs today that relate to parenting. And we're going to, uh, to, to move around and hit a lot of uh, these different verses today. But as we begin, I just want you to look at, at how, how Solomon, in writing the beginning of Proverbs, related back to his father David... And it was trying to pass this on to the next generation. Proverbs chapter 4, beginning at verse 4. He said this, My Father taught me, take my words to heart. Follow my commands and you will live. Get wisdom. Develop good judgment. Don't forget my words or turn away from them. Don't turn your back on wisdom for she will protect you. Love her and she will guard you. Getting wisdom is the wisest thing you can do. And whatever else you do, develop good judgment. If you prize wisdom, she will make you great. Embrace her and she will honor you. She will place a lovely wreath on your head. And she'll present you with a beautiful crown. If you do anything today, God's word says, seek Wisdom. Seek it from God. Four principles from Proverbs. And I just want to give you a reminder. Remember that that the Proverbs, as we read them, these short, usually two-line Proverbs, are, are general principles about living. They're not promises like it always happens this way for certain. This is unique for you. It's a general principle that typically if you live like this make this choice, this is typically the result you can expect. They are not uh, commands. They are not like a commandment. They're an observation about life and giving you wisdom and say, "This is generally what happens. This is typically how things go, and you'd be wise to go in this direction." Okay, parents, here's the first one. Demonstrate a united front. Demonstrate a united front. Proverbs 14:26 says this: "Whoever fears the Lord has a secure." Fortress and for their children it will be a refuge. Whoever fears the Lord has a secure fortress and for their children it will be a refuge. It's talking about establishing a safe, united household and environment, a place that is strong in the Lord and safe, a refuge. It's about having a clear intent about this is what we're after. This is what we want to do. As Joshua said, he said, as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. It was a father, a husband saying, this is our goal. This is our intention. This is what we want to have established here as for me and my house. As far as I can influence, as much as I can establish it, we want to have a house that serves the Lord. It's talking about a mom and a dad a husband and a wife being unified being not only on the same page but being in the same paragraph about what we're all about as people as a family as parents it's coming together in that kinda of unique way a united front Now, I need to make a confession um, back in the 80's um, I used to like to watch pro-wrestling okay I'm if if all if all of a sudden your opinion of me just went uh, just went really I'm I'm sorry but it's the truth and it was the WWF back in back then right what is it now WW some of you're still watching (laughs) you know it's not you know it's not actually okay anyway I did, back in the 80s. I mean, I liked Hulk Hogan. I'm sorry. I liked Hulk Hogan. Uh, which, a, a side story to that, my good friend uh, Rick Harvey, several, several months ago, did a wedding for his niece and sat at a dinner table with Hulk Hogan, whose real name is Terry something. And, and so they're on a first, base, first name basis now, which is, can it get any higher for a pastor than to... <laughs> You know, on a first name basis with Hulk Hogan. I, I like Hulk Hogan. What you gonna do when the largest arms? You know, and and often he was a, a partner with Randy the Macho Man Savage. Oh yeah, remember that? You remember that? And and a lot of times they were they were up against uh, people like Ric Flair. You remember Ric Flair? Woo! Remember that? And and people like Jake the Snake Roberts. You know, and that. that the most interesting stuff was the tag team, wrestling, right? When, when, because, you know, they always had the deal where somehow uh, Julie, come here just a second. Okay. Come here. No, seriously. Seriously. It's Father's Day. Come here, a second. Come here, second. Okay? All right. So they had that whole deal when, when somehow they'd get the referee distracted. And they'd come over and they'd tag in the partner. And the partner would jump inside the ropes. And for just a few seconds there, it wasn't one against one. It was two against one, right? Janae, come here a second. Come here a second. Come here. So they would tag up and against the opponent, you know, they would be able to just come and just, you know, just the clothesline thing right there. Not that you were ever a problem. Not that I would ever... Don't don't mean that in any way. Anyway, All right, thank you very much. Give them a hand. They did not know that was going to happen. I'll hear about that over dinner. But the thing is, together, what you can accomplish is so much greater. And the strength you can have against an enemy that wants to destroy your families, harm your families, against the difficult circumstances of life. And I'm just telling you that if, if you're here today as husband and wife, as mom and dad together, just leave no doubt. Leave no doubt with your children that you're unified. Unified in these ways, that, that you love God. Leave no doubt that that's, that's who you are, that you love God. Leave no doubt that you love your spouse that you that you love their mom or their dad and then absolutely leave no doubt that you love them that you're unified on those if you're unified on those three major things I think a lot of the other peripheral stuff will be taken care of and I'm thankful that that is my background I'm thankful that when I call my dad later today and wish him a happy Father's Day I'm very grateful that, that even though he's uh, somebody who worries a whole lot and uh, sometimes um, wants to pull me into the worries, that I can, I can always move beyond that because I have no doubt that he loves God, that he loves me, and he loves my mother. I have no doubt. I've never doubted those things. Now, today, if you're here and you're a single parent And I know we have a number, and that's just a a reality. I would just say to you, you may not have a partner with you by your side day after day in the flesh in terms of a husband or wife that's on this same page with you. But I want to say to you, you can establish a partnership with God where He will help you. And strengthen you and enable you and you can make it very clear to your children that you love God and you know him and he is your partner he is your helper and he's your strength and if you're a single parent today I bless you I encourage you we love you God is for you and God is with you and will help you today if you don't have the background today if you don't have the background of good parenting if that wasn't your experience if you didn't have parents that were making wise choices if you didn't have parents that were that were strengthening you and encouraging you if you if you had parents that often left all kinds of doubt in your mind about whether or not you were loved I just want to say today that you can By the grace and the wisdom of God, receive that from the Lord and begin to establish it in your home and your household, and you can pass it on. You can begin that chain of influence and strength. Do it with the strength and help of God. Second principle here. Deal with issues appropriately. Deal with issues appropriately. A fairly well-known verse in Proverbs is 13.24. And it says this, A refusal to correct is a refusal to love. Love your children by disciplining them. You know that ignoring ignoring will not make things go away. Have you tried that? Did it work out well? Probably not. Probably not. You have been given the God-given responsibility to set your child's course in the right direction in the right direction the God direction And when this talks about discipline and some of the translations would say spare the rod spoil the child those those types of things now I'm not advocating any kind of abusive punishment not at all but I am telling you the wisdom of God says You need a firm and consistent stance about what is right and what is wrong. And we will reward, we will reward the right, and we will deal with the wrong. Because you've been given the God-given responsibility to set the course of direction for your child's life. You cannot make all their choices for them, but you can say, this is the direction you should be headed. And do everything you can to steer them in that way. That's what God-ordained discipline is all about. Proverbs 16, 23 says this. From a wise mind comes wise speech. The words of the wise are persuasive. Pray for wisdom. Pray for wise words when you speak. It is okay to think and pray before you talk. Just giving you permission to do that and reminding me that I need to do the same. Stay united again, stay united in this. Because let me tell you something about your sweet children today. Your children will at times try to divide you. All right, got some response there today, some truth. your children will try to make that end run. If dad says no, what's the next thing to do? Go ask mom. When mom says no, that's it. When mom says no, it's over. No, yeah. what? They will try that. That's another reason why the un- being united and strong is so true. And if your only partner in parenting really is the Lord, you can know that He's never going to change His position. He's going to stay consistent. You stay consistent with Him. Here's another proverb that goes along with that. Proverbs 14, 29 says this. People with understanding control their anger, and a hot temper shows great wisdom. No, foolishness foolishness respond with wisdom not with rage the girls used to uh, talk about and maybe they still do they used to talk about when certain things would come up and something might happen and, and I responded the other one would ask the other was dad gritting his teeth when he said that it was kind of always my, I'm not really a yeller and screamer in those parents, but uh, the, the gritted teeth, that's it's an indication that something is <laughs> swelling up inside. And listen, I, I want to tell you in all seriousness, I've made some bad decisions as a parent. And I've said some things I should not have said, I've said some hurtful things I wish I had not. And it was often because I responded in anger. I didn't weigh my words. I didn't seek God's wisdom in the moment before I spoke. Asking Him to give me the direction. There's some words in, in, in Paul's letter to the Ephesians in the New Testament that, that talk about that. Ephesians 6 and, and verse 4 says fathers do not provoke your children to anger by the way you treat them rather bring them up build them up with the discipline and instruction that comes from the lord another translation the niv i think says fathers do not exasperate your children the word exasperate means to irritate or provoke to a high degree or to extremely annoy Another definition is of exasperate is to increase the intensity or violence of a situation. That's not going to honor God, ever. Your children provoke you, provoke them right back. No. That's not godly wisdom. Do not provoke your children to anger by the way you treat them. I remember being on a basketball court years ago when uh, a father and son, teenage son were both playing and the basketball game was being being played and something happened and the son looked at the father and said, "Shut up." And you know what the dad did? He said, "No, you shut up." And I thought, whew, this is this is beautiful." What a what a moment. What a lack of wisdom god's direction ephesians 4 verse 26 says this and it applies to more than just parenting but it it says this and don't sin by letting anger control you don't let the sun go down while you are still angry that is in the bible that's not in just in poor richard's almanac don't let the sun go down while you're still angry because it says anger gives the devil a foothold Don't give an entry point, a place for the enemy to grab hold, where he can do damage to your family. Seek God's wisdom before you speak. Wise words are always better. Number three, discuss the matter or the offense. Discuss the issues, the problems, the situations the offense with your child Proverbs 18 13 says this spouting off before listening to the facts is both shameful and foolish anybody ever done that I've done it I've assumed things too quickly about my my children listen to the facts spouting off before that is both shameful and foolish listen don't just think about what you're gonna say next listen to what they're saying and hear it and ask God for discernment and wisdom in hearing that and you need to ask God for that discernment for that understanding that he can give the clarity that he can give because uh, proverbs 12:17 is true an honest witness tells the truth a false witness tells lies And let me just enlighten some of you here this morning with the truth. Your children will lie to you. Okay. No, not my sweet angel. No, no direct reference, angel. Okay. Uh, Your children will lie to you. They will. Okay. I wasn't there I'm looking at a videotape of you right here that is clearly you no sir that is someone disguised as me that is not me I love when I was a kid my brother and I used to listen to Bill Cosby records albums we didn't have a TV for quite a number of years when I was a little kid and we used to listen to these records and until we knew them by heart and there was a there was a, a whole album that Bill Cosby had about he and his brother Russell's relationship as little kids and in one of those one of those uh, stories he tells about he and his, he and his brother being, being in a, a bed that he said started out as a crib and then they took the sides off and then it's then it becomes a bed for two boys and, and, and until they grow up you know that that whole scenario and he talks about being in bed and they're not sleepy and but they've been told to go to bed and eventually it leads to their jumping on the bed and jumping on the bed and the old-fashioned box springs and mattress that would actually had those real springs and boing 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 and they're jumping and I can touch the ceiling I can touch the ceiling and they're jumping until all of a sudden boom the bed breaks comes down with a crash and Bill looks at his brother and says oh you broke the bed (laughs) But they come together, and they hear the footsteps down the hall, and their dad, boom, bangs open the door, and he comes in and says, what's going on in here? And Bill says, dad, a man came in through the window, and he jumped, he jumped on the bed until it broke, and then he just went back out the window. his dad says do you know what happens to little boys when they lie no dad they go straight down and they burn (laughs) their skin is burning your hair is burning your eyes are burning do you want to burn no dad no dad then tell the truth the man came in here dad kids kids will lie proverbs 12 19 says this truthful words stand the test of time so parents make sure you're telling the truth but lies are soon exposed let me tell you about a a a prayer that Julie and I used to pray when our girls were younger and when especially when they were teenagers Julie Eventually, entitled the prayer The Dangerous Prayer. And I can't give you word for word what it was every time, but basically the prayer was this. Lord, if, if our daughters are somewhere they shouldn't be with people they shouldn't be with doing something they shouldn't be doing, if there's anything that you need us to know in order to be the mom and dad that you want us to be will you reveal that to us and let me tell you something that, that's a hard prayer to pray because there are a lot of times when the truth is in your heart you just really don't want to know and you're afraid to find out the dangerous prayer and it's amazing what the Lord would reveal to us And, you know, I'm sure he didn't reveal everything. I'm confident of that. I'm sure there are things that Janae and Jana could tell us that, that we don't know about. That we never knew. But I believe the Lord revealed to us as much as we needed to know. And he helped us in some tough times. You might try that, that prayer it's kind of a dangerous prayer I'll, I'll admit because you may have to deal with some revelation that that uh, isn't easy but the Lord will be your helper principle number four develop through discipline develop the point of discipline is not to make yourself look right and good it's for the good of everyone involved and especially your children. Proverbs ten seventeen says this. People who accept discipline are on the pathway to life. But those who ignore correction will go astray. The goal, the intent of your, of your discipline, of your direction as a parent is to set your children on the pathway to life. What's the opposite of life? What has the Lord revealed to us What has He said to us as it says in Romans chapter 6? The wages of sin, the payment for sin, the end result of sin, the unwise choice, the wrong choice is what? What's the payment for it? It's death. But the gift of God is what? It's eternal life. The wise choice, the godly choice, leads to life. The wrong choice, the foolish choice, leads to death, destruction. Maybe not immediately, but in the end. For many, that end comes soon. Proverbs fifteen five says this. Only a fool despises a parent's discipline. And whoever learns from correction is wise. Ask the question to kids here today. Maybe of all ages. Where are you headed? What direction are you going in? Proverbs 19.8 says this. To acquire wisdom is to love oneself. And people who cherish understanding will prosper. If you seek wisdom, if you seek a godly life, and if, as parents, if you lead children to do the same, you can set that course. You can set that direction. You can say, here's the path. It's clear. Where are you headed? So I ask you today as parents what direction do you want to point your children? What direction are you willing to lead them in? Make those wise and good decisions. When I was um, a kid in Oklahoma City, elementary school years, uh, my best friend was a guy named Chip. and uh, Chip and I met each other in, in first grade and uh, stayed good friends for um, many years up into our, our teenage years, even after, even after I moved away. Um, through our friendship, Chip started coming to, to church with me um, probably about the time he was in second grade. And within a year or two later, his whole family was coming, and his mom and dad um, found uh, the grace of God and, and received that into their life, and it began to change the course and the direction of their family. When, um, when we were in middle school, um, I'd moved to another state, but we were staying in touch, and, and Chip's dad... Phil uh, got cancer, and uh, within several months, uh, he was gone. And uh, their family went through a really, really hard time. I remember going to that uh, to that funeral. His family was from Louisiana, and that's where the funeral was held. And we were in, living in Mississippi at the time. Their family came down from Oklahoma. We went across from Mississippi and that small town in Louisiana, and I remember being at that funeral, and I remember hearing the letter, a letter that, that Phil had written to his family, and hearing that read to them. And it was as clear a statement, as clear a statement as you could ever hear from a father saying, this is how God changed my life and what he's done for me, and what I want for you is to follow that path. It was such a, such a clear statement. He was just a hard working plumber, contractor, and, but he left that letter as an as a extremely valuable legacy to his family. As, as the years went by um, out of high school, I kinda lost touch with Chip and I, I heard a few things and, and found out that he'd really kinda lost his way. I can't imagine how hard it'd be to lose your dad when you're a teenager. And he kind of went down a different path away from where his father had tried to point him. Several years later, um, um, all the way up into, it was in, uh, I was in my 30s when I reestablished contact with Chip. We kind of found each other, even before Facebook, somehow we found each other. And uh, we got together and, and we had lunch and reminisced a little bit about some old times as kids. And then just began to talk about where we were and what was going on in our lives. And it was a real blessing to find out then that who Chip was. He was a father who was leading his son in the right direction. He may have gone on a detour for a while. But that's back he was back on that wise and godly path because a course had been set for him. Kids of all ages here this morning on this Father's Day, I, I want you to listen to these these words from Proverbs twenty-three. From a man, Solomon, who had every opportunity and Worldly value and um, all kinds of things. Listen to what he said. He said, listen to your father who gave you life and don't despise your mother when she is old. Get the truth and never sell it. Man, that, that is powerful. Get the truth and never sell it. Also get wisdom, discipline, and good judgment. The father of godly children has cause for joy. What a pleasure to have children who are wise. So give your father and mother joy. May she who gave you birth be happy. And there's other advice that he gives before that about other people not to follow, other directions not to take. But the advice is this, get the truth and never sell it. Get wisdom and discipline and good judgment. Seek it from God. And in Proverbs 24, 23, excuse me, 23, 26, it says this, Oh, my son, give me your heart, and may your eyes take delight in following my ways. I want to do something a little bit different. Uh, this morning, and I don't want to make anybody uncomfortable, and I'm not going to um, single anybody out or, or have any, uh, God help me, any negative feelings toward anybody. But but I just wonder this morning on Father's Day 2012, if if I could have, if you're physically able, if you're a parent here this morning, if I could just have you come towards me down front here today. I just, I'd love to pray with all the parents that are here this morning, if you're willing to do that. And if you're a husband and wife here together, or mom and dad here together, and want to, this would be a good time to, to just uh, join hands or come close. Let me pray with you. Father, I thank you today uh, for your, uh, your word and your truth. I thank you um, that you have chosen to reveal it to us. and You even wrote uh, so much of it down for us. And it's just right in front of us today. And, and we hear these words. And now what I pray for, Lord, is open hearts and open minds to what you want to put into us and pour into us you see before you these moms and dads here today Lord and you love each one of them individually and you've offered your grace to them you've given the very breath of life that they have and I I pray that every one of us would be reminded today, Lord every good thing that we have in our lives is because of you and Lord you you want to help us and strengthen us and enable us to be the parents that you've called us to be. You want to help us make wise choices. You want us to help, to help influ- um, influence our lives and our hearts in such a way that it will come out through us into our children, our grandchildren. You want us to pass the t- grace and the truth along. And so, Lord, I pray that every one of us here today would, in a new way, seek your wisdom and your guidance and your direction. Lord, some of us deal with situations and problems that are—they're even hard for us to talk about. We don't even. Sometimes we're embarrassed by it. We're embarrassed by the decisions we've made, the choices we've made, the examples that we've set. Sometimes we just are at a loss. That, and why our children have chosen this direction or that direction or made this decision. We just don't understand. We try to do the right thing. We try to say the right thing. And we still, and God, we just open up ourselves today to you to say, Lord, please help us. Give us your wisdom, your grace, your strength. Help us to speak the truth in love. Help us to recognize that, that our choices affect generations of people. And they affect not only our family, but other families and other people. And so, God, I just I thank you for these people here today. They're willing to step out of the aisle in this moment. And they're asking for your help and your wisdom and your direction. And I know you will give it today if we seek you with our hearts. And, Lord, I pray that you'll bless each person here. I pray especially, Lord, for a, a blessing and, and, and new strength for every single parent here today, Lord. They need you as their, as their friend and partner. And I pray, Lord, that they will establish that partnership with you in a new way today and find that strength and help and wisdom from you. Lord, I, I thank you that you love us so much, that you care about us so much, that you want to help us be the parents that you've called us to be. I thank you that you love our children with an unending, never-dying love and that you can enable us to love them unconditionally as well. So, Lord, we thank you today on this Father's Day. We ask for your wisdom, and we receive your wisdom today. And we do this in the strong name of Jesus and God's people said, Amen. Amen. Go back to your seat. Let's, uh, Let's prepare for one more worship song. Let's prepare to give our offering and end our service in praise.